This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The Bird Show. We call it The Truth Will Set You Free. It's your deepest, darkest secret. Which could earn you 100 bucks. We are not above bribing you to share some good stuff. And we know you could use 100 bucks because it is the holidays. So, you know, I'm sure you got some people you can want to spend it on maybe yourself. So, one eight five five bird show 855-237-8746. Call us up. We can change your name. We can use the voice disguiser. And you just share some deep, dark secret from your past or even something that's still currently going on. And then we go around the room and we all vote and we decide... If that secret is worthy of 100 bucks. We didn't realize uh, that we were rewarded bad behavior the last time we did this. It was pretty bad. It's 2023. Um, This would be minor on some of the calls that we got, but I went halves in on a lottery ticket in college with a girl and we ended up winning some money and I never told her and I took all the money. What? <laughs> I forgot about that. Do you remember, so, like, how much was it? How much was it? Seven million dollars. <laughs> My dad did something similar to that. He actually, in his retirement, he was working at a store where they uh, sold lottery tickets and he's dead now so you can't come get him. Um, <laughs> but he was selling lottery tickets at this store and this guy comes in and does like a scratch off or whatever and wins uh, 500 bucks. And he goes, I just won 100 bucks. And my dad said, you sure did. And he pocketed the other 400. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I think mine was like 500 also, which in college is like a lot of money. Yeah. And I, I think uh, Mr. Douchebag over here just said, you know what? Yeah, we didn't we didn't hit on anything. Nah, what a bummer. These things are a rip off. Blah, 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 blah. That's when you know this probably isn't going to last. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I also knew because I was in college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get Amanda on the line. Amanda, for one hundred dollars, the truth will set you free. What's your deep dark secret? So it's kind of complicated. I have a, a best friend who we would all go hunting with, and um, there was a, a mutual friend guy who went with us. Well, my best friend did not like that guy's wife. So, to get back at them, I left it out with the husband, so that way if the girl, the husband's wife popped off at my best friend, my best friend can be like, that's okay, that's why your husband cheated on my, on you with my best friend. Wow, that's, wow. you're like the greatest friend of all time. <laughs> you bared it all. <laughs> <laughs> and you were, you were single through all of this, correct? I was, yes. Okay. So your best friend basically, wow, that is that is complicated, but it's it's quite impressive. Did your best friend end up having to use the fact that you did it? Oh yeah, no, which is the sad part. But that's okay because we still have this, and <laughs> I still have the key. <laughs> oh, it's in your back pocket in case you, you need it. You, know, you never know when you got to pull that card. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do, uh, yeah. That's a hundred dollars worthy. I yeah, think. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve compensation for your uh, time. I don't know. Was there any suffering or was it good? It was good. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we'll still give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> All right. Let's go with Angie 
on line three. Angie, welcome to the Burt Show. The truth will set you free. What do you have for a hundred bucks? So I was in the military and I was engaged and uh, I was out um, in another place and um, my fiance was is wasn't we were not together at the time. Um, I mean we were together but you know, separated because of the military. And I was having an affair and um, got pregnant and and uh, I had to have an abortion, but I um, never told him. He thought it was just a one-night stand and it was actually a relationship I was in. Oh, wow. So, Andrew, are you guys still together? Uh, no, we got divorced because he was with multiple women. Oh, okay. My, our entire marriage. Okay. Oh, that's, that's beautifully dysfunctional on so many different levels. Um, Abby, would you say that's worthy of $100? I'm going to say make it rain for $100, yes. Oh, yeah. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is the one, huh? This is the one. All right, Angie, stay on the line. We will compensate your deep dark secret with $100, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. This is giving me trust issues. I'm right? telling you. <laughs> I'm already down bad. Okay, um, here is Perla. We're going back with some infidelity. Perla, the truth will set you free. What do you have that could get you 100 bucks? So my youngest brother's wife slept with my oldest brother. <gasps> oh, here we go. Okay. And no Wait. one knows. No one knows? How do you know? No one knows. Um, All right. My sister-in-law got drunk one day and just spilled the beans. <sighs> All right. Run, what, what, run this one by me one more again. Okay. Who? <laughs> Youngest brother's wife, my sister-in-law, slept with uh, oldest brother. She slept with her brother-in-law. Okay, gotcha. Hey, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Her her youngest brother's wife <laughs> slept with the oldest brother, so she essentially slept with her brother-in-law. Yeah, where I come from, that's not cool. <laughs> I don't know. Keep so, the family to another level. So you said your sister-in-law, she she just got drunk. And I'm assuming this is the youngest brother's wife, and she confessed to you that she slept with the oldest brother. Did this happen multiple times, or did it just happen once? No, just once. Just they were both drunk, I guess. It was, a, yeah, it was, yeah, I didn't want to go into too much detail because already that was enough for me. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm out, yeah. And you've oh. been able to hold that all this time. Yes. Wow. Yes, it's been, yeah, it's been uh, maybe five, ten years now. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. All right, Perla. Well, I think by the look of everybody's expression, I can go yeah. ahead and assume <laughs> Perla's going to get a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe okay. so. All right, um, just just I, just hang on I the line, Perla. Another, I can add another one. I mean, I've had a whole lifetime of these embarrassing moments, these really douchebaggery moments. Well, these aren't embarrassing. S- these are like you know your deep dark secrets. Yeah, this, it's not that bad. It just makes me look like an idiot. Um, so I was going into a contract negotiation way back in the day, way before uh, Atlanta even. And I knew I wanted a raise and I knew I deserved the same amount of money as somebody else in the office, but I didn't know what he made. So this was back in the times where they used to just put your paychecks in like those little like mailbox type things that anybody could just grab. So I grabbed his paycheck and I took it just to see how much he was making and I, I forgot to put it back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you idiot. You couldn't waterboard that information out of me. Right. <laughs> He's giving this up for free. I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> the worst person ever. All right, April, welcome to the show for a hundred bucks. The truth will set you free. What do you have? All right, so I was on vacation with my 
mother-in-law and sister-in-laws, and they asked me if I wanted to go horseback riding. I had never been, always been, excuse me, been apprehensive. And I get on the horse, and everything is going fine until uh, we start trotting a lot harder than anticipated. And, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how to put this, but... Um, it happened on you, the back of the horse. Oh, oh, she, oh, she, she, oh, she, oh, oh, okay. My mind was going somewhere totally else. I thought she was going to say she crapped herself, but this is not that at all. No, it was rubbing further up front, babe. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming your mother-in-law and your sister-in-law they had they had they were none the wiser. Literally, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Except us. Well, yeah, that ho- I bet that horse was feeling something. <laughs> we should get a horse $100. <laughs> I don't know if you get it. <laughs> is this, uh, is it? horseback riding. I'm like, well, I, I can't. I can't. And everyone's like, why? Why can't you go horseback riding? I'm like, I, I just can't. Oh, I'm wow. to win every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, my new favorite hobby. Yeah. Star equestrian. <laughs> she won't even get on a merry-go-round. <laughs> All right, April, just for making us laugh, we will give you $100. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. A former security guard for Lil Wayne filed a lawsuit on Friday. So he's claiming that the Grammy-winning musician threatened him with a semi-automatic rifle and punched him in the head about two years ago. So Rolling Stone got their hands on a seven-page document that explains what allegedly went down. So apparently Lil Wayne pointed a firearm directly at this guard as a threat and then punched him in the ear while waving the gun around. And this guy says that he was scared that Lil Wayne was going to shoot him. So what's the whole point of this? What is he really asking for? Well, the documents say that he suffered severe emotional distress. He had to get mental health treatment for PTSD. That all allegedly stemmed directly from this incident. He says he got tons of medical expenses and lost a lot of money and earning capacity because of everything that went down. So he's seeking compensatory and punitive damages. Rolling Stone reached out for comment from both lawyers and didn't get an immediate response for the story. So I have a feeling this will probably be settled outside of court. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's just going to get like a massive lump sum and move on with life. Yeah, I feel like at the point of Lil Wayne's career, he probably just wants that to go away. But I don't know what would make you actually feel the need to pull a gun out on the guy that you hired to protect you. Like, I don't know what situation would cause mm-hmm. that. That seems odd. Yeah, it is weird. Like, this is a guy that you're paying to make sure that people aren't waving guns at you. So kind of messed up that you're going to flip it around and do that to him. But I mean, he'll probably get some cash for it and, you know, it, hopefully they'll be able to uh, move on from this experience. All right, Ryan Gosling, he's explaining the real meaning behind Kenner G and Kenning. This is absolutely hysterical because I feel like Barbie was such a massive pop culture moment, not just for this year, but I mean, I think probably for the next decade, Barbie is going to be one of those major, major icons up there. And um, when he was presenting um, producer Mark Ronson of the soundtrack uh, for uh, this this massive award, uh, Ryan Gosling actually had to explain what Kennergy meant. You seriously could not have picked a more perfect person for this role. I feel like Ryan Gosling embraced this character. Oh, yeah, I did. In such a way that no other actor would have been able to. I mean, he... Because it's one thing to, you know, crush the role in the movie, but then to also, like, kill it off screen and really carry the character off. Um... 
icon behavior. Love Ryan Gosling. Was it you that was telling us um, last week that they somebody had started talking about a Barbie 2, but all the actors and the actresses in the movie are like, it won't work. I mean, this was like a one-off and it's perfect the way it is. Yeah, uh, Margot Robbie was recently asked about it. And I know Greta Gerwig had already made some comments about how they had pretty much done everything that they wanted to do with the film. I mean, they really put everything into it. And so when Margot Robbie was asked about it, she kind of said the same thing. She's like, I don't really see a sequel happening because like, you know, we accomplished everything that we wanted to. It was such a huge moment. I mean, for this year, but I really do think people are going to be looking back on this film with such, um, they're really going to look back on it fondly and what it did for pop culture and entertainment just for this past year. So I really think they're they're right on, on target. Like, I think it'd be a waste to do a whole mm-hmm. other film. Right. But, of course, everybody, the suits are like, money, 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 right. money. Well, like, there's, it was such a huge moneymaker. Which exactly is the storyline of the movie. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if they're going to do it again or not. It'd be very ironic. Exactly. All right, the Swifties have a new king, and it's not Travis Kelsey. It's Flavor Flav. He has decided to crown himself King Swifty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I got my favorite people in life, too, just like I'm people's favorite in life. So you heard about, about me being King Swifty, huh? Hey, the only thing that I can take to the Swifties is I just embrace y'all back and I just thank y'all for all the love that y'all give me, you know what I mean? So y'all getting it back tenfold, baby. Yeah, that's right, King Swifty. Yeah, that's right. You call me King Swifty. It's cool. Flav out here trying to do anything to make us forget about that national anthem he had a couple weeks ago. <laughs> right. He's like, if I can get the Swifties on board and become a part of my fan base, then maybe everybody else will move on. That's all that is. I tell you what I really appreciated that involved Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift and Blake Lively posted a photo together. Um, and it, it was like Blake was kind of um, wrapped, around, yeah. Yeah, wrapped around the back of Taylor Swift. And they had like this sultry pose. And Ryan Reynolds photoshopped his face onto Blake Lively's and Travis Kelsey's onto Taylor's. <laughs> she has the same photo. And I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of that squad so bad. I just know the four of them probably have the most hysterical group chat where they they probably have the most elite memes and TikToks in there. I, I'm with you. I wish I could be a part of their friend group. All right. They're set to become the first ever live virtual band. I'll tell you how Kiss is going to live on long after they're gone on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. He is about to break his Baba's heart, but he don't care because he's heartless. We'll bring Jackson in here in just one second. Abby, I am curious. Um, how when you go out on dates, if you if you go out on a hundred dates, how many of those dates do you pitch in on a first date? Well, I always offer because that's the nice thing to do because then you look like a total a-hole if you're like just staring at him while he brings out his wallet. You got to do the reach and then they do that thing where they go, are you hmm. kidding? I wouldn't make you pay on this date. And I'm like, well, I know you wanted to see me grab my wallet. So let's just have this <laughs> moment and move on. So uh, if there are 10 dates, how many of those dudes will actually go, okay, cool, we'll split it. I've only ever had to pay once on a date. And it was an expensive bill. We went to a martini bar and I was like, oh, let me take this because he was still in college and I was making money. So I was like, oh, like, let me handle it. But I was kind of like, maybe like, let's go have these. And he was like, all right. Ouch. <laughs> and he's like, he was like, well, we can get ice cream afterwards. And I'm like, I'm glad that this $3.99 was going to make you feel better about me paying $50 plus tip for <laughs> these beverages. So I'm asking because I'm reading this morning that the average American has gone on $3,025 worth of dates in the past year. Wow. 3000 bucks. Wow. 
Uh, respondents went on about eight dates in the past six months, which cost about $189 per date. Does that sound accurate? That doesn't sound accurate to me at all. I think y'all are just better at scamming men than I am. <laughs> that doesn't seem very expensive. I'm $189 per date? Yeah, that's yeah. a little high. Yeah, I'm a cheap date. Although I will say some guys do like to ball out because they think it's like an attractive thing to do. Right. Uh, men are more likely to foot the whole bill, it says. 54% of men picking up the tab compared to just 12% of women. 42% of um, respondents try to save by going to cost-friendly restaurants. And 50% believe it's okay to go on a free date. A free date? Yeah. So, you know, you and I are going to go hang out. We're going to go to the park. No yeah. money spent. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. love that. Especially for a first meeting. If this is somebody you've never met before, then you guys both don't lose anything. Because I always feel bad if I meet a guy for the first time and he pays and I don't want to see him again. Now I feel like you just wasted $15 just to get rejected. <laughs> Yeah, except time, and we all have plenty of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jackson, you're all set up, man. You're about to break Baba's heart. What are you doing? Yeah, um, my mom's birthday is on December 19th, and for those who have birthdays that are close to Christmas or even on Christmas, I'm sure you're familiar with the fact that oftentimes it feels like those dates get kind of intermingled, kind of put together as one, and it's not super fair, right? Oh, you. other times you're just completely forgotten. Right, exactly. And so my mom has felt that, you know, for, you know, as long as I can remember, and so it's very important to her that we celebrate her birthday as a separate entity other than Christmas, right? Um, so the thing is, um, things are getting a lot more serious between my girlfriend and I, and so we've been trying to have the conversation of how to split up holidays and what that looks like. So I'm curious for the people who are in, you know, long-term relationships here on the show of like how you handled the conversation with splitting up holidays. Well, I'm in a fortunate situation where my family and my husband's family both live in Kentucky and they're like about an hour apart. So when it came to holidays, so for Christmas Day, his family always did Christmas lunch. So we would go to their house in the morning and then go to my family's house in the evening. So, I mean, we did, it It was a stupid amount of travel. We did the same thing for Thanksgiving. His family did Thanksgiving dinner. So we did Thanksgiving lunch. And we've just, we've always, we've always seen both at the holidays. Yeah, I caught a lucky break here too, because my family is either estranged or dead. So I don't have to make those decisions. So that's that's kind of lucky on my part. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to go through this recently, and it actually went um, pretty easy. It was easier than I thought it would go, because for me, I, I let her know that Thanksgiving was, like, really important to me and my family. It has been my entire life. And so I would, she didn't have to come, but if she wanted to, she could, and I would have to be there for Thanksgiving. And she said, no problem. I guess that means you're spending Christmas with me and my family, right? And I Ooh. said, yeah, that, that's what I was doing. And I figured if I if I give one, I got to take one. So that's the way it worked Oof. out. And wow. some people do that. They alternate. Like, one year yeah. it's Thanksgiving uh, at one house and Christmas at the other, and then the next year you swap. Yes. I guess I've been lucky in the sense that I haven't had to have this conversation yet because I can't find a man to love me. But I will say the the family members that I know that have been really successful with this, and this is with their spouses, so I guess it makes more sense that you know it's going to be for the long haul, but they have their families on a schedule. So kind of like what Kristen said, like, okay, we'll alternate, but so you know what to expect. You know that next Christmas I'll be there so that you... You don't have to consistently have the conversation. You just know that next year we won't be here. 
Gotcha. No, I definitely like that. And um, obviously, in my mom's head, the best case scenario would be that we spend all the holidays with them, which mm-hmm. obviously is not super feasible. And so this year we were trying, we were kind of, you know, hashing it out and planning. And so the the compromise that we came to was basically I'd be spending the week prior to Christmas um, with her family in Philly. And then we'd come back and spend Christmas, actual like Christmas Day um, with my family. And while that sounds great on paper, um, you guys remember that my mom's birthday is the 19th, so that overlaps with oh. her birthday. Yeah. It's tough, right? And so I'm having to, I, I want to have a conversation with her and sit her down and basically be like, you know, our family has been huge on Christmas, especially traditions, since, you know, I was a kid. And so we've held fast to those forever. And any deviation has been seen as, like, some sort of, like, you know, bad year, essentially. And so I want to let her know that moving forward, things aren't going to be exactly how they've always been. And I just want to know, like, any advice on how to drop this bomb on her. So, uh, Abby, um, months and months ago, I forget the exact phrasing that she used, but this is going to be one of those conversations where you know you're going into it and it's not going to be great like you just have to know your your bar has to sort of be um set at there's going to be tension your mom's not going to be happy and there's nothing you can do about that 100 percent. and it's it's just like any normal aspect of growing up like when you went away for college i mean that was i know for my mom that was a really hard transition and it's not because going away to college and not being around all the time is a bad thing but it's a good thing that your parents really care about you and want you around for everything so yeah i think you just have to set your expectation that this is going to be really uncomfortable change where your mom is going to feel out of control which might even heighten the uh, intensity of the emotions but going into the conversation always lead with the good i'm so excited that i get to spend christmas with you guys this year and my girlfriend and blah 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 but you know to keep it you know balanced with her family we're gonna go the week prior so plan something before you leave for her mom for her birthday give her something sweet and special Mm. early before Mm. you guys leave that way she has that and can hold on to that while you're gone on her birthday but when you go into that conversation you lead with the fact you're spending christmas with your family no, that is great advice. I've been guilty in the past of accidentally scheduling like a trip over the weekend that her birthday falls on and it has never gone over well. But yes, it's a good <laughs> idea to get ahead of that and celebrate, you know, yeah. ahead of time. Do you plan something? Don't okay. go in empty handed. I did yeah. that and I told my mom and she cried. It, it was, it was, it was <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, that was, it was dirty, actually. She shouldn't have did that. <laughs> that really broke me, man. Good luck. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. All right, we got some time here. So let's wrap up uh, one of the calls that we did on Friday, and that was Texting Tutor, where we helped a Birchow listener text her husband and kind of say, like, hey, you've gone overboard with spending money on presents in the past. We're not doing that this year. It didn't go great. No, it did not. So she is the one that pretty much manages the budget and the finances in the home. So she sees the accounts. She she handles the bills. And she recognized last year that they went overboard on Christmas. And it really, it puts them in the red and they have a hard time coming back and they just don't have the money to do that again this year. Well, the reason why her husband went, you know, extra on Christmas is because he has kids from a previous relationship. So they are married. These are her two stepkids. And his ex-wife got married recently and her new husband is very well off. He's got a lot of money. So her house is spending buku bucks on Christmas. So she, you know, she they're doing all that at their house and he is trying to um, 
he, he's trying to keep up with them and wants to make sure his house is as extravagant as theirs. So she, she told us they spent a grand, I think, oh. on each kid oh, last year for Christmas. So she wanted our help texting him being like, hey, we can't do that this year. We have to compromise. Well, after we got done texting with him, um, he's spending the same amount on the kids at Christmas. <laughs> but apparently we negotiated the fact that they're not going to be able to go on their spring vacation and that he would have to give that up. Any update? Hi, Bert Show fam. I really, really appreciate your help with texting, Tudor. But in the end, we may have made things worse. I did speak to my husband more to see if he really wanted to cancel the spring trip. He said yes, if it means he doesn't have to cut back on the kids for Christmas. He didn't budge at all. And guess what my husband did over the weekend? Christmas shopping for the kids. He told me, very matter of fact, that he has already spent over $1,000. So it looks like he is on his way to going way over what he did last year. It almost seems as if he feels like he has even more money now that the trip is supposedly canceled. Ah, uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's... Backfired. Some dude math right there, for him anyway. <laughs> it's like he is using that money to go above and beyond what he did last year. So the agreement to cancel the trip may have backfired. Mm. At the rate he's going, hmm. I don't know if I'll even have the money to go on the trip by myself. How do you put your foot down? Yeah, that's Boy, that is tough. It, yeah, it's so incredibly selfish, and I think like the number one reason for divorces and and like long term relationship breakups is usually finances. So even though it seems like okay, maybe he spent an extra two hundred dollars. I mean, this is huge. I mean, the fact that he's disrespecting the fact that you were trying to set a budget and be responsible, and he's like, well, screw that. I'm just going to spend whatever I want. Shows that he doesn't respect you and the finances that you tried to gr- agree on together. And if you have to continue, if you go into debt again, like I can't even imagine the stress it's going to put on you for the year to come. Yeah, it all goes down to like trying to be a team together. You know, with, at the end of the day, that's what a marriage is, right? We're teammates, and he just sounds like he's ball hog. <laughs> um, and he is not given any interest at all so yeah this is this is going to be real bad for a real long time is it time to pull out like to go hard and do what cassie said and put the lemon on the credit card oh because cassie brought up the fact that if if she's the one if you have multiple names on the card the person that it's the primary person can put a limit on the spending on the card if if it's me that that i would do that after I was honest. I think I would probably enter this situation with pure honesty. I think we tried to beat around the bush because we didn't want to challenge his ego, but it Mm -hmm. sounds like that's exactly what needs to be done in this situation if it's me. That is really burning the village right there. I mean, but there's already, like, disrespect happening on his side. So what can she do, like, to take the high road to where he'll really listen to her? And he doesn't seem to be accepting any of that. So maybe that's the only thing that she can do. Yeah, at this point, I think that's your one option left. But I like what most that I think you've got to have one final conversation where I think you need to get a little angry. Like, I think mm-hmm. having the conversation over text takes the emotion out of it, which is the easiest route. But I think you need to have that conversation where he can really see how this is affecting you. And I just can't believe that this guy can't self-regulate by himself as an adult. Mm-hmm. But I think, honestly, after you have that conversation, set the limit because you can't keep doing this forever. Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, when it comes to when it comes to finances, just think they just push that issue like, oh, well, I'll deal with that later. You can put it on the credit card. I'll deal with that later. And it, it could really come back to bite you in the ass hard. 
If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. Eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better. And you know what also makes me feel better? Not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor's also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off the bird show sometimes your kids are wiser than you and you don't even realize it until it's already happened and then they just make you feel small (laughs) just really small my daughter hazel is four and she um we were looking at wedding photos because it was my husband and my five-year anniversary this past month and so we were showing her some of the photos and she said well where was i and i was like oh god didn't think this question was going to come up so young like how do you explain to a fourth or a four-year-old where they were so we just stuck with sort of a simple well you weren't here yet and she said well where was my brother max well he wasn't here yet well where was i again and again and we we just kept saying you know you weren't here yet you hadn't been created yet um so you weren't born yet so this was mommy and daddy before you were around and then she said something so oddly profound it was beautiful and it really stopped me in my tracks and she said oh i was a question that the universe was still asking Oh, what? What? I was a question. At four years old? She goes, oh, I was the question that the universe was asking. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. I mean, because we, my husband, now husband and I had talked about having kids, but, you know, on and off, on and off. And so, yes, it was a question that he and I were sort of deliberating and the universe was asking us, basically, do we want children? So she was the question that the universe was asking. And I just thought that was so beautiful and poetic for such a young child and then I came across this um this note from a teacher and she had said in the spring of 2020 I had my seventh graders write a six word memoir I'll never forget my favorite one and this uh seventh grader wrote brave birds still fly through fog and we were all silent after she read it and then I whispered with genuine awe oh wow 
you're the teacher now. And that's from at We Are Teachers. And it just made me wonder, like, who else's kid has had such a profound, like, nugget of wisdom? You're like, do you even realize what you just said, tiny Confucius? Like, you're <laughs> wiser than your years. Like, how would you know, like, my four-year-old, how would you know what the universe even is? And that it's a question being asked. And it just blew me away. And I think kids are way smarter sometimes than we give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Mine still just wants me to put the raisins in my hand so he can eat them. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes well, I feel like difference. I'm still a question that the universe is asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cassie, this is a youth that, I mean, it, this is your smart bloodline is really going to be a hassle for you and your kids. Great. I, I can't wait for that. But it's just, it made me think like about also the way I was talking to my kids about stuff and that I usually try and dumb it down like and make it you know super simple for them but I think they're way more capable of understanding things Mm -hmm. than I give them credit for and it's now because she's had that reaction it really has changed the way I was always pretty upfront about stuff like we use correct terms for anatomy um, and I will go far to give as far as to give them the basic rundown of things that might be out of their educational grasp sort of like how the birds and the bees work but without going into detail but it made me feel like should I be telling not treating my kids as if they're adults but talking to them and giving them more information than I feel like they need where it's appropriate you know what I mean I've been starting to do that a little more as far as like explaining stuff to Jimmy because he's comprehending it and he's getting it so say again what um what your sweet hazel said she said I was the question that the universe was asking and then yesterday I asked Jimmy did you fart on me? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two different households. Yeah. Right now, yeah, right now. I'll let you know in two years when he's four. Hey. Well, you talked about how your your daughter Hazel has talked about like pat her past life. Am oh, I yeah. getting that right? Yeah. I'm almost. I'm a little shocked that she didn't point at the wedding photo and be like, oh yeah, that's actually me in the back row, <laughs> row three, section four. But I, I think kids are so unfiltered and they're they're not as jaded as adults, so they just kind of say the first thing that comes to mind and I think that's a, 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 a testament to how intelligent she's going to be as mm-hmm. an adult so I think you should just continue to nurture that and like encourage it when it happens I am yeah, you not equipped for, you should pray for dumb kids it's too late <laughs> Oh, my God. It's way too late. She woke up sobbing in the middle of the night the other night because she had watched The Grinch and The Grinch didn't have any parents. And she woke up sobbing because she was so sad that The Grinch didn't have parents. We had to have a, have a conversation about not all boys and girls have their parents around. And that's why it's nice to be kind to everybody. And I was like, can we just go through the colors of the rainbow? Right. Like That's what I would like to teach you. This emotional intelligence thing is too difficult. It's outside of my pay grade. So is she like an empath? Like she really, really feels things that are going on around her? She she does. She really feels it and she really pays attention to people too, which I think is a wonderful trait of hers, but I got to figure out how, you know, to help her temper that so she doesn't end up a blubbering mess like me. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, let's get back to the email from uh, Friday. Uh, we had talked to one Bird Show listener that was thinking about like not even going out on a first date because here you are, you got the holidays right around the corner. And she was thinking, if I go out on a first date, this could be like a lot. And I don't have money for gifts. I don't even know if I want to get into a relationship that can accelerate that quickly. Mo, you remember this from Friday? I do. So she's supposed to go out this week on a first date with a guy that she's been interested in for quite some time now. But the problem for her is the holidays, Christmas being just around the corner. She feels like if this first date goes well, then by the time Christmas comes, they'll have been together for several weeks. And it'll be awkward because in that state, 
stage of a relationship, what do you do? Do you bring gifts up? Do you exchange gifts? Do you kind of treat it like we're so new in this relationship that gifts is not a thing yet? And she's overthinking it. She's to the point where she's like, maybe I should actually delay this date and push it back after the holidays so that this wouldn't even be a thing. But if she does that, obviously she's afraid that maybe she'll miss out on the connection that she's had with this guy. So she reached out to us for advice because she's not sure if she's overthinking the situation or if there's some validity here. And we all said she was overthinking this. Overthinking yeah. it. 100%. Okay, the update says, I know you all said I was overthinking things, but I ended up canceling the date. Oh. I know, I know. I you tried dumb. to. Dumb. <laughs> she's not, no, she's not. Don't call our listener dumb. She's dumb. <laughs> she's not smart for this. <laughs> all right, I tried to talk it over more with my best friend, who also thought I was overthinking it. But she started helping me brainstorm potential gift ideas for a relationship that would be three weeks old by Christmas. Honestly, just brainstorming the potential gift made me feel worse and more nervous. So I called him and I told him a lie that a huge project at work had been thrown into my lap and I had to cancel our date. I think it's kind of clever because I've sort of laid the groundwork and over the next few weeks, I can just be, quote, so busy with the work and stuff. I am planning to tell him that my project deadline is at the end of December. Maybe I can avoid the Christmas gift situation, but potentially open up the opportunity for a date around New Year's Eve. I'm sure what I did is crazy, but I actually feel so much better. Um, for what Mo has told me, I would um, put in the subject line, tell me you're a Virgo without telling me you're a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, while we're here and we get this email each and every year, like if you start going out with somebody and it's a month, we're a month into it. What is an appropriate gift for a month or less? Because you don't want to give too much. You don't want to get too little because it can send a lot of mixed messages. So what do you do within four weeks? Oh, man. If it's me and I'm really into her, I, I would either do something light to let, like to let her know just that I'm thinking about it, like a card and flowers. Or I think the best idea is to get her something that's another date as Ooh. a gift. Like we go to a concert yeah. or something like that. Oh, for the future. Right, yeah, exactly. like a future experience. Yeah, that's something I would do. That's yeah. a good idea. That makes sense. To me, to me, people who are the best gift givers are the best listeners. So if you've only been dating a month, I mean, I'm assuming you've gotten the whole info dump on their life and you've gotten as much information about their background as you're ever going to get. I mean, you'll continually learn things throughout the relationship, but the first month, like you're really getting the background check. You're getting the background mm -hmm. on this person. And so I think if you've done your job and you've been a good listener... I remember um, I was dating somebody around December a couple years back, and I remember he asked me, like, what my favorite scent was. And I was like, oh, I just, like, love the smell of vanilla, love to bake, the perfume I wear all the time is vanilla. And the next time I saw him, like, right before Christmas, he got me a vanilla candle. So to me, I'm like, okay, that's appropriate. It shows that you're a good listener, but I didn't feel like it was too much. It just felt like you you were just listening to me. Yeah, you know, you don't need anything too invasive or anything too expensive. Like the future day, like a concert might make me a little nervous because that's like, you know, that's some money. But mm -hmm. instead of talking about what we should get, how about the list of things <laughs> you don't get? Like <laughs> nothing lingerie oriented. I don't think anything like sexual in nature needs to be given. Um, also, I don't think anything truly personal, like you wouldn't give somebody a scrapbook. You know what I mean? Like, after you've been dating a month. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wild. <laughs> better, be, better be real careful with, like, jewelry, too. Yes. I think because if you go 
if you go real cheap on it, then you look like a cheap ass. But if you go too ambitious on it, you look like you're trying too hard. Yeah, exactly. So I think jewelry, probably just off limits. Anything like intimate in nature, lingerie, anything like that, that is off limits. Anything that somebody would have to take care of. No pets. No pets. Yeah. Nothing yeah. with a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, yes. Nothing right. with a heartbeat. Uh-huh. That is a very good point. Anything oh else? <sighs> like, if you were dating a guy for a month, what could he get you that would, like, totally freak you the F out? Uh, <laughs> what wouldn't freak me out is the question. <laughs> I just think anything that feels a little bit too personal and invasive. So yeah. lingerie is definitely on the on the top list. Or if, like, I don't know, like a, like a mental health book or something. Something that just seems like you're crossing. You think he's saying something about you? Somebody getting you a self-help book that they just started dating you? That was so hard. I know you said you're a little bit of a hot mess, so here's a little, uh, here's Atomic Habits. (laughs) For Christmas, I'm giving you my therapist's phone number. I might as well say the same thing. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. It's everyone's worst fear right now. Technology, it's coming for our jobs, and it's starting with the band KISS. So KISS is set to become the first live virtual band. So on Saturday night, they ended up closing their final performance of their end-of-the-road farewell tour in New York City. But after the show, they made a huge announcement during the encore. From here on out... KISS is going to perform as digital avatars. They played a video of the avatars performing God Gave Rock and Roll to You with Paul, the avatar, telling the crowd, quote, your love, your power has made us immortal. The new KISS era starts now. So they've teamed up with the same company that did ABBA's avatars when they did their residency in London virtually. And so I Googled, I'm like, what does it look like for avatars to perform on a stage? Like, does it look real? Does it look like it's completely fake? Is it a hologram? It's... I'm, I don't really know the technology, but they definitely don't look real. And the way a, the way ABBA's was set up is that they have so many flashing lights that they're clearly trying to distract you from something that even if they do look fake, you can't tell just because you're so blinded. So, yeah, don't go if you suffer from any kind of epileptic uh, shock. <laughs> Yeah, I think I told you guys, this has been going on in Japan for uh, over 16 years now with an artist named Miku, and she's just an avatar. Her music is number one all the time in Japan, and it's uh, AI generated, and she sells out stadiums with 30, 45,000 kids there, and she's just an avatar, and it's been going on for 16 years. And this is something that was never a real person. This was literally mm-hmm. just created via yep. technology. <laughs> yep. So the money goes to like a team that's behind creating her or Yes, uh. right, exactly. It's so it's cool. I mean, you can continue to make money even like when you can't tour anymore. And I get it because Kiss is getting up there in age. So they're like, okay, this is our retirement <laughs> fund where our little avatars can just go and do their thing, and we can be at home, you know, Thanks. doing what they do. <laughs> it's the best. It's kind of like the streaming service of uh, of touring. Okay, so if you're wondering, Abby, if you had to put a number to what age you'd give up on finding love, I finally have an answer for you. And it's all because of Jane Fonda. So Jane Fonda said at the age of 86, she's over it. She says she doesn't want to date anymore because she doesn't like, quote, old skin. And she said, aside from her age, <laughs> being honest, she said it. She's, uh, she's always been self-conscious about her appearance, especially because she married a man who had some really hot previous wives. And when it comes to old skin, she said the only person now that she would even consider getting intimate with is somebody who doesn't have, quote, old skin. She's 86, but she could still pull 20-something-year-old. She's a, she's a gilf. 
Uh, oh yeah, she uh-huh. is a good gilf. I mean, I, I think it was the Jonas Brothers that put a song, uh, put her in one of the songs and one of their song lyrics. So I mean, clearly she's still getting it yeah. from the youth. So I can totally, I can totally say maybe not twenty, maybe twenty one at least that so they can legally drink. But you know what, Jane, you get it anyway. <laughs> hey. Anyway, you can get it at eighty six, girl. <laughs> Jane looks good. We saw Dolly Parton a couple of weeks ago in that Dallas Cowboys cheerleader uniform. These, it's not like it used to be. Grannies are getting it. Yes. When I get up to that age, I'm just gonna have my avatar perform <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> All right, The Rock is responding to a very spicy joke that was said about him. So he retweeted a video where he did a side-by-side reaction of an Australian radio show that decided to air a hysterical <laughs> joke about how he is the only man who could turn lesbians straight. Why is Dwayne Johnson the only man that could turn lesbians? Why is Dwayne Johnson the only <laughs> the only man who can turn lesbians? Why is that late? <laughs> because rock beats scissors. <laughs> 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 that show has somehow ended up in my Instagram algorithm. Mine too. So yeah. yeah, their jokes pop up all the time now, and I think people call in just trying to like one up each other with their jokes. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so good. It's a good one. All right, for more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Click eBuzz. The Bird Show. Anybody in here even thought about going to a mall yet for Christmas? <clears throat> Absolutely not. Nope. Every single thing I've purchased has been purchased online. Pretty much done already? Um, I'm not pretty much done. I'd say I'm probably like eh, 60%. How about you guys? The thought of going to a mall at this time of the year literally makes my skin crawl. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. I, I, know, I know what I'm getting into. I know emotions are going to be high. I know people are going to be fighting me for the one thing that I'm looking for in the store. So I'm just committing to online shopping and staying out of that mess. Yeah, I, I can't tell you the last time I've been in a mall. I, I started my Christmas shopping, and by started, I mean I got one gift. So I, <laughs> yeah. I got some catching up to do. I went to the big one, and I have to say I enjoyed it. The big yeah. mall? I have said over the uh, past couple of years, I would never go back to a mall. But I found myself missing it, and we were up in the area, and we said, hey, let's go to the mall. And we did, and we enjoyed it. We even ate in the mall food court. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's nostalgia right there. <laughs> it, it was packed, too. I, um, I have some serious dude math going on already for Christmas that... I don't have as many people to buy for this year because I just went through a breakup. Uh, So when I've been going online to buy people things, I've been buying more for myself. (laughs) Because you have the uh, extra (laughs) cash, right? I'm I'm not paying for other people, so I might as well. And it's not done purposely, but have you done that yet where... You're like, man, I got to buy this for somebody. And then all these ads start coming up and you're like, no, this is for me way better than them. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not, like dude, not even close. That's not dude br- math. That's heartbreak math. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe either way. All right. So our retail event line is open now. So if you are in a mall, uh, even the big mall like Tommy, but you're not enjoying your experience, don't yell at retail workers. Do not yell at your customers. Go ahead and yell on our retail event line, which is 404 954-1360. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm a mail carrier. Tell me why 
every person has to park in front of this set of mailboxes. Mm-hmm. I see 500 feet of curb that you could have parked <laughs> your happy ass car with, but you decided to park, oh, two feet past the set of mailboxes. You see I have a the vehicle? You think I wouldn't rearrange your vehicle to get all of those mailboxes? Get the out of the way! Mailboxes are for mail! Do not park in front of the mailboxes or five feet in front of them and say, I'm not in front of the mailboxes. You are! Thank you for the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Please stop bringing your kids to the bar. Stop staying an hour and a half after we close. Oh, you're going to walk past the bar as you're leaving the restaurant an hour and a half after closing and ask where everybody is? Well, they're probably at their f***ing house because we closed an hour and a half ago. Go the f*** home. So when you're in line at a register and you're approaching the register, you know it's about to be your turn to check out. Get your ready. Don't get up there and act surprised when they tell you how much it is and then you got to start digging in your purse and get your stuff out. Then, as I would have guessed it, you're going to write a check. What's the date? Can you believe it's already December? This year has flown, but I don't give a f***. Then you're going to stand there and do your day rams, you Get out of my way. <laughs> this is for all the old men who love coming into my store and talking to me because I'm young. Nobody wants your dirty, wrinkled, nasty ass, decrepit, falling off, dirty looking. Please leave me the alone. Nobody wants you. Nobody wants a ran through, tired, old ass man. You're old enough to not only be my dad, but my grandfather. Leave me the alone before I your son and give him actually somebody that you would care about. You're disgusting. Nobody loves you, and nobody wants to be with you. Wow. <laughs> they always take unique turns. That's a bit. Yeah. There was one on there that I have a question about. And again, the retail event line, 404-954-1360. So at what point when a bar or a restaurant is closing, what is the inappropriate time to show up? Right? Because, I mean, if the hours are until 10 o'clock, the door mm-hmm. should be open until 10. But that's not really cool. So if we were going to debate what time is acceptable, what is it? And, Kristen, you used to work. At, at Fridays. Yeah, I worked at, I mean, I've worked at several restaurants. Um, if you are ordering food, no no later than 30 minutes before they close. 30 minutes before. Because you got to okay. sit down, you got to order, it's got to go back to the kitchen, it's got to come out, serve it. Yeah, no, no more than 30 minutes before they close should you walk into a restaurant and order food. I would say the same, 30 minutes. I remember when I worked in the industry, they always used to tell us to put the chairs up about 30 minutes before so people would get the hint and people would sit right there and let you put chairs up Mm -hmm. all around them and not move at all. Well, I feel like it's also partially on the establishment. Like if you're open until 10, that's when you've got to shut down the kitchen and shut down the bar at 9.30. I mean, like last call is last call for a reason. So you can come in at 9.45, but we're not taking your order. Oh, we went into a restaurant not that long ago um, and we walked in and it was definitely... I mean, there was nobody in there. Um, And I mean, this was a solid hour and a half, hour, hour and a half before they close. And the bartender, we walked up and I could tell by the look on the bartender's face. And she's like, I'm so sorry, but we're closing early tonight. (laughs) 
All right Damn. then. Uh, well, wow. we'll just go to the restaurant next door then. Y'all have a good night and enjoy those extra hours of sleep you're going to get because you're so damn slow. So we've established that if you're going to eat, it's got to be 30 minutes early. But what if you just want one last drink for the night? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yep. I say 15. That's about right. 15, 20 minutes. Nah, I still think 30. I think still think that's courteous. Yeah. 30. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, to the email. She caught her on-off boyfriend taking another woman out. So why is this even a debate on if it's cheating or not? Kristen's got the email. I've been dating my now ex-boyfriend on and off again for four years. About two years ago, I broke things off because he became very distant and couldn't tell me what he saw for us in our future. Now, be minded, he's on a prescribed medication for being bipolar and has anxiety, depression, and drinks with it on and off. We were broken up for about three months. He didn't try to reach out to me or anything until he heard and saw that I started to date another man. He was then trying everything and anything to get me back, including apologizing to my parents about his behavior. He promised me the world and that he got me and that he got me a promise ring. Ooh. So we got back. <laughs> he's mm, not a fan of the promise ring. ring. <laughs> cheesy ring. Okay. Her promise rings are so cheesy. So we got back together and he asked me to move in. Now we both uh, now we both own our own homes about a mile apart. I agreed to move in with him to see how things would work out. Everything was perfect in the beginning. A few months later, started acting distant again. This time I noticed his drinking problem along with the medication he's taking. His behavior seems to have a pattern. So I moved back home. I was, I was at his place for about six months. A month later, he comes crying back to me, knows that he's the problem, he wants to fix things. As dumb as I am, I believed him and went back. Well, as time is going by, I have been asking him where this promise ring is that he promised me from two years ago. And are we going to start having a family? I'm getting older. My baby clock's a ticking. He always likes to ignore the question and tell me why can't I just let things unfold? Oh, man, that's such a BS response. In my head, I'm thinking, I did. It's been two years. How much more does a person need to let things unfold? So we went on a trip in September, and I asked him if he was attracted to me. He said, yes, why? I said, no reason. But really, the reason is he hasn't been intimate or affection for at least six months. Oh. I finally just ended things again, as he always manipulates what I say and blames everything on me. I want to say I gave him an ultimatum, and he was stressed out about it and asked me why I felt I had the upper hand on him is as if I'm the best thing out there. Ooh. Well, that was it for me. But now he blames me for breaking things off, and really I feel like it was him all along being a coward that couldn't do it himself. It gets better. I broke things off with him on a Monday. He came to my house and tried to call me and told me he loves me, but I wasn't home because I was working. But then Saturday, he was out with another girl at Ruth Chris. Fancy. With a rose petal <laughs> dinner. Now, minded he hasn't taken me out for dinner or anything for four months because he's always tired. I need your help on what to do. I want to find out who the girl is just for my sanity. And I remember you guys doing the send the flower thing and was wondering if you can help me out. I appreciate your time. <laughs> so she has no interest whatsoever with being with this man. She Great. just wants to know who the hell he took to Ruth Chris for a rose petal dinner. It was me. It's my favorite restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> they got a good steak. <laughs> and we've now figured out the mystery on why they were, they've only had sex like every six months because he's having sex with somebody else. Um, at, at least she is like, will, like she's like, I don't want to be with this dude anymore. I just want to know for sure who the other woman is. But why? What's, what, what difference does it make? I don't get that either. You want, um, you want to know you're better than her. That's what this is? Mm -hmm. It's just the insecurity? She's trying to fulfill it? That's what I would want to know. I mean, he did make her feel insecure with the you think 
you're the best thing out there line. So I'm sure she's like, well, who is the best thing out there? Who's my competition? Apparently it's this chick. Now, it, warning, I did that last time when somebody cheated on me and I wanted to figure out who it was and that backfired big time because <laughs> she's way hotter than me. <laughs> <laughs> Did it make you feel better? No, it made me feel way worse. I mean, yeah. Can, I, that, go both, can that go both ways also if the new... If the new person of the ex is so much lower than you are, can that be as offensive as well? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because because then it was really your personality. Touche. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. I, it, I, anyway. it, it wouldn't bother me either way. But, I mean, I think this guy obviously just, he doesn't want you. He just doesn't want anybody else to have you. I yes. think that's his. Yes. That's what yeah. his issue is. And I, I would leave that alone, period, and just move on. But I don't mind finding out for her because it'll be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm also curious. Like, I want it to assuage my curiosity. But, like, this dude just sounds like he sucks. I mean, he doesn't want you to be with anybody else. But he's also going to say that you're not the best thing out there. I mean, I think he dodged an absolute bullet by getting out of this relationship. My opinion is healthy people create healthy relationships. And this guy's not in a place where he can be healthy. And so I think you're in a good place now where you can start fresh. I get the curiosity thing, but like, what? No matter what we find out, you're better off for not being with this guy. Go to Ruth Chris. I'm sure they have um, those cameras, security cameras, and just ask to see security cameras when they were there for the night. Him taking her to Ruth Chris and then offering her a, a promise ring or a promise to get a promise ring is nasty business. Knowing that he was going to get you a promise ring tells me everything I need to know about this guy. The most impressive thing that happened on the Bird Show today is Abby threw out the word assuage. Did you hear that? I went to Florida. (laughs) That's a good school. That's that's why I'm saying that. That's why it's so impressive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finally flexing that degree. (laughs) It's the Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.